You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. What is going on, you guys? Hope that you're doing well. Welcome into another episode of My Story. Uh, This has been super fun. We have been taking time to sit down with people and hear uh, their stories, their testimonies, because we believe this, is that we are not created to do life alone. God created us to be relational. And when we know each other's stories, we not only build community in a way that we can't if we don't know each other's stories, we also get to just see the intricacies and the creativity of God and how he works in and through our lives. So super excited for this week's episode uh, with my good friend, Brandon. Brandon has been a part of my life for almost a decade now, which is absolutely crazy, but he's just been uh, a steadying force for me personally, but also for the ministry that I've got got to be a part of um, here at Faith Chapel. He has just been such an incredible leader and example to the people um, around us. And so I'm really excited for you to hear Brandon's story. I've heard it uh, several, several times, whether it's sitting on a roof in Guatemala or on a fire pit at one of our houses or whatever may be, but I still, as we recorded this, still learned some things that I didn't know, still got a ton out of it, was really encouraged by Brandon. I love his story, and I think that you will too. So here's Brandon telling his story. What's up, man? Hey, it's early. (laughs) It's early. It's early. We're recording this thing at 7 a.m. It's good. It's good. Glad you're here. Thanks for telling your story. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So uh, me and Brandon have known each other for a really long time. I've heard a story uh, several times, but it's always good to hear it. So Brandon, tell us your story. Thank you. Yeah, I I would say my story, like everybody else, starts with a lot of their parents' decisions. Um, My dad actually got a chemical engineering degree out of... uh, Bozeman. And then after finishing that up, did a uh, really a Campus Crusade for Christ trip to Poland. Um, while he was there, he ended up uh, having a life-changing event where he got to speak with a gentleman on the beach um, by the Black Sea and uh, ended up uh, leading him to Christ. Um, I think that was one of the turning points in his life. And from that point on, he had really decided that's what he was going to do with his life. I uh, came back, and instead of continuing on the path of chemical engineering, he actually switched and uh, became a pastor and went to seminary. So finally, after seven years, married my mother and uh, had all four of us kids. I'm actually one of four, um, but uh, between Montana and actually Chicago, where I was born, um, started my life and, and uh, was on the track to having parents that really, truly loved Jesus. Um, when I was really little, I remember the first time actually probably being introduced to Christ. I always went to church as a kid. On Sunday, I was I was constantly, obviously, either in the church or, or doing different things. You don't really know anything other than it's just status quo mm-hmm. uh, when you're growing up. But my older sister, Brittany, um, came, back, or came back home one day and was frantically trying to convert all of us kids. She realized that... Um, if we didn't love Jesus, that we would go to hell. And so at the age of three, <laughs> she goes, Brandon, Brandon, you've got to you've got to give your life over to Christ or else you won't get to go to heaven. You have to know who Jesus is. And so I would say at the time, 
I don't think I understood exactly right. <laughs> what yeah. that meant. Um, but I think we went through the process, did a prayer, um, and my journey of just knowledge gaining is what I would call it, of just who Christ was kind of continued. The age of five, uh, my folks finally got enough support to move to Poland. And so I uh, moved over to Poland, got thrown into Polish school, which I thought was kind of a cool trip. I was like, oh, this is a fun trip we're going on. Um, <laughs> between then and then eight years really in, in uh, Poland, coming back and forth to Montana um, is where I really just kind of continue to just be in the faith and and understanding kind of more and more about Christ just because of the nature of being a missionary kid and a yeah, pastor's kid. Sure. And so um, I would say I, oh, I heard all the Bible stories. I uh, kind of knew all the right answers um, and uh, and really just kind of continued to grow, I would say, in knowledge necessarily. Um, a relationship, I, I would always, you know, be praying and things like that. Um, but uh, over the years... Um, I remember middle school, high school, actually uh, done in in, um, in uh, Germany. It was just a time of, again, my parents' faith, where I, I don't know that I knew of anything else outside of that. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I, right. I just kind of stayed uh, in that. So I would say, I'd, I would always say I, w- I was pretty sheltered um, all the way through high school, even. Uh, my uh, first girlfriend was... Uh, at the age of uh, 17 or 18 years old. I wasn't allowed to date before I was yeah. 16. Yeah. So uh, when as soon as I turned 16, I was on the... Yeah, <laughs> on yeah, the like, I get to date again. I get to do this. Um, but I actually look back, and recently I was telling some, some uh, of our dinner group how much I appreciate that upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, a sheltered upbringing I always thought was kind of a bad thing. I'm like, oh, gosh, um, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm super kind of out of the loop I felt um, yeah. growing up that way. But then thinking, how cool was it that my parents were able to shelter me? I would say for upwards of 19 years of my life, I didn't have to deal with really right. anything, stress, uh, anxiety, anything like that. I just felt like I was always taken care of. I, I never had a, a want. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think growing up in, in Poland versus maybe growing up in the States, um, there wasn't probably as much of comparing to the Joneses either because yeah. nobody had a, a ton. So I think there was a, a little bit of simplicity in that. Yeah. Um, there's a turning point when I came back after high school. Uh, I'll jump quite a few years. Um, but coming back from, from Poland was a little bit of a – or uh, Germany at that time, actually, was a little bit of a culture shock. Uh, come, or I came back, moved to Bozeman first – wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do with my life at the time. I knew I wanted to stay in the States. The school I went to in Germany was a private Christian academy that spoke English. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, that was a really nice thing of yeah. just being able to go to a school that was all English speaking. And so I ended up deciding I wanted to do construction based on uh, the mission trips and teams that came to Poland. Um, I really enjoyed working alongside probably other men um, and just being hand in hand, power tools. Uh, we remodeled a couple of the like old like factories that ended up being the church we um, we had built up, uh, which I always enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That was just a fun activity. So I decided to come to Billings um, and do their construction tech program um, here. And so I, I got plugged back in to a church in Laurel, actually, and helped out with their youth annex, um, just uh, their middle school boys. I, I still wanted to give back. I always found 
kind of that as a big part of my life. And it right. was really more for me. It was just, it was fun to be engaged in, yeah. in the things of, uh, God had for me. So, um, started doing that. And, uh, while going through the construction tech program, um, really without having my parents around, um, I kind of decided I'd just kind of dabble in the things of the world, see what I was missing out on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like just curious of like, man, this can't be all that bad. And introduced to, I think, the natural scene of kind of parties and, um, yeah, dating and things like that. I, uh, um, I, I started probably drinking more than I should and partying, which was convicting because on Wednesday nights I would go and serve. <laughs> yeah. um, and for a while there I was like, yeah, no, it's not a big problem. I'm just kind of checking it out. So I was convicted but not enough to really do anything about it um at one point i ended up dating a gal um and uh, the relationship went too far and i ended up sleeping with with this gal um that conviction Mm. tore me up Mm. um i knew i could not be in a position of really service and leadership over other young men um and be sinning it's just the double life my conscience was was pretty good. I think it's always been pretty healthy. Um, even when I was a kid, I just <laughs> just a strong conscience. So um, I remember just going and actually thinking after that incident, I I didn't feel different, um, but I I did feel just a lot of shame and mm. guilt. Um, which growing up in the church, I knew confess your sins. And, and I was like, man, I can confess my sins and I don't know how to fix this, but I think it'll be better if I do that. And so I, uh, I met with another one of the leaders, an older, uh, leader, um, at, uh, at the church and, um, or he was really a peer of mine, but, um, I, uh, just talked to him about it, let him know that the relationship had got to this point, but I really felt that my my duty would be to, because I already had kind of committed that act and had sex with this girl, that I should stay with her. I was like, no, I. the right thing mm. would be to, like, not just break it off and, and, and dump her, but I was like, no, I need to stay with her, and maybe I can save her. I can date to save. That's <laughs> right. a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but after the conversation, there was very little grace and very little... Um, um, yeah, just I'm emotional thinking about it because it, it hurt so bad. Um, but I was told you just need to break it off. You, like you have to stop that, and um, and there's no other option. I was like, no, I I'm gonna try to figure this out. And um, that part I was okay with. I was like, okay, I'll try to figure it out. Um, the next Wednesday, I remember coming back and and there were multiple people at the church that knew about that event. Now the it had been shared. And I had kind of said that in confidence that um, I was like seeking help. I like needed help. And I was like, man, the loving thing was for someone to come alongside me and help me in that. And uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And looking back, I used that event really to give myself permission to just step away and go kind of explore the things of the world. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking to myself... If this is love, if this kind of dealing of, of confession, um, if this is how it is and this is the church, I really didn't want any part of it. Yeah. I, uh, 
it just was, it was not a, a fun feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did continue dating that gal and, um, and just walked away, stepped away from the church, um, and decided to kind of figure out what I was missing. Um, and like I said, I, I knew full well that it, like I had heard all the stories. I'm an experiential learner though. So I wanted to find it out for myself. I didn't want to just know that, uh, oh, you're not supposed to do these things. You're not supposed to, you know, drink too much or these, these things are bad. But I was like, but why? How? Yeah. Cause I, again, I remember just thinking, it's like, I didn't feel any different after doing them necessarily. Right. Um, Later find out the consequences don't always come right after your sin. Yeah. Sometimes the consequences come later. Um, regardless, so there's a probably a three or four year where, um, yeah, I just kind of did my own thing. I really didn't go to church anymore. I don't believe I really denounced Christ. I, I would still... I think pray. I I had a relationship somewhat with Christ. I just wasn't putting any effort into it. Yeah, I don't right. think God ever stops kind of chasing us and and uh, and being right there. And there were times in that period where um, I definitely had to rely on Christ. But um, there, uh, yeah, I didn't really get into anything crazy. Um, just kind of the party scene, and I I did start dating um, and ended up sleeping with multiple women. Um, throughout that process at, uh, at the end of that, just realizing this was empty. Um, I decided to try to date this gal that I, I was assuming was a Christian. I actually, uh, used the online website. I think it's like Christian mingle <laughs> and, uh, it lists on there. I'm a Christian. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like that'll if be the right. If you say it online, then it if has you to say be it, true. <laughs> it's gotta be true. Um, so I asked her out, went and, and, uh, I think we dated for six months, eight months, and I thought this was the gal I was going to marry. So um, economically speaking, I was like, well, what if we moved in together and decided to, you know, save some money and, and get married? That, that'd be perfect. Um, unfortunately, that's not how that works. Surprisingly, at the time, we had had some decent conversation. I was trying to be on the straight and narrow. And so even though, believe it or not, even though we were sleeping in the same bed, we didn't actually have sex. It's not to say that we didn't mess around and, yeah. and it wasn't wholesome by any means, yeah. but uh, I we were trying to do the halfway right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I remember a very uh, very intimidating and um, sad conversation when I told my parents that I had moved in with a gal, and I I recall my dad just saying, "Hey, what do you need? Um, I want you to move into an re- apartment today. I don't care what it costs." Yeah. Um, broke my heart because I know my dad loved me and wanted the best for me. But another one of those, like, no, this is like, you know, we're going to be married. It's fine. Like mm-hmm. it, like this is all good. I'm saving money. It's, you know, but I knew, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, when you're, when you're <laughs> diso- disobedient, um, lo and behold, and to no surprise of probably anybody listening, that relationship did not end in a marriage. Um, it was one of the more painful things that I had gone through at the time, um, at that point or after that had crumbled. I remember just looking back and thinking, I haven't felt alive for three, four years. Like mm-hmm. I just, I haven't felt like any of the things that I've tried really brought me life, mm-hmm. um, and feeling empty, 
having a lot of a lot of prayers. Um, I do remember thinking, I, I don't wish this pain on anyone. I think if you've really given your heart to somebody and it doesn't work out, it really hurts. Mm-hmm. It's really, really painful. Um, regardless, I knew that kind of the best move forward um, was to really plug back in. I, I just went back in my head. I was like, when was the last time I really felt alive? And it was, again, when I was in God's will for me, when I was attending church and serving. That's That's when I was the me that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually started going to a couple different churches just to kind of see in Billings what was available. Um, I really enjoyed Faith Chapel because it had a big balcony. I could actually come in, <laughs> go to the balcony, and uh, and not have to interact with anybody. Because for my whole upbringing Christian walk, if I was at the church, I was serving. If I was at the church, I was giving. Yeah. Um for the most part, I was, yeah. you know, even as a kid running slides, I was, you know, always doing something. We were the first ones to church. We were the last ones to leave my whole upbringing. So I wanted to experience yeah. church. Um, one Sunday, um, there was just a, an announcement about, at that time, college age movement. And uh, I was like, I got to go check that out. That'd be cool to plug into. So I... Um, I decided to go ahead and uh, and go on on that Tuesday night to to check out College Age Movement. Uh, Jake Goldberg was actually the first first guy that that uh, said hi. Walked around the corner, wasn't sure exactly where I was going, and uh, he was sitting at one of the tall tables there. I remember very vividly. And he comes up and he says, "Hey, your name's Jake," and introduced myself. And uh, that was a kind of the first day of of plugging back in to a ministry. Um, Instantly felt like home. Instantly felt like where I I needed to be. I was done trying to live for myself. Um, at that time, it's not a an instant. You make a decision and life changes. Right. Um, but it was a step in the right direction. Uh, over that probably first couple years, uh, just because of my background, you had asked me Evan to start leading. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing all of my mm-hmm. <laughs> sins and, yeah. and discretions and and things like that, but I I knew at the time that I was wanting to live a life that that really embodied you know a wholesome Christian walk, and so I was like, yeah, I think I can go back. I had asked for forgiveness, and God, as He always has been in my whole life, was was gracious and and forgave, which was uh which is again a life bringing moment i was like man i could be back into where i felt a ton of life um throughout that season is where i say that i probably made it my faith Mm -hmm. um it went from i know the right things i've grown up in this now I want to make it my faith. And some of the ways I've done that, even in the last probably eight to nine years, is I've, I thought if I studied all the other faiths as well, just to see what's out there, kind of the major yeah. ones, um, I could see kind of a breakdown of, of, of why I believe what I believe and how it stacks up against anything sure. else out there. Um, for quite a few years, I really enjoyed that. I had quite a few conversations with different people from different faiths, everything from Muslims, um, not as many Buddhists, but a couple just other faiths, and then just worldviews. I love to know how 
people reason. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that's just fascinated to me is that I can, uh, I can just not have any agenda, but just say, Hey, how did you get to that point? Um, through my time kind of discovering and studying, I have just come to the conclusion that there is an ultimate truth. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter what you stack up against that. It doesn't fail. Everything else that I tested against that didn't work yeah. and just didn't have, have, uh, any, any validity. Um, that's when I started to own it. Um, I just said, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is now my faith. God, uh, throughout the whole process had to show up very poignantly. I think like everybody else, I had to, I had to ask God to, I tested him. I, 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 I tested him. I said, Hey God, I need you to show up. There were, there were just times where even through that process, I was like, no, I, I know it says, don't test me. Um, I need you to make, make make a, a very physical, an audible something. Um, the one thing that comes to mind and, and it, it's, it's just unique. I was sitting in my car one day and, um, just wanting, I just wanted proof. And it's just so silly to think like yeah. there's so much out there, but I just like, I wanted my own little, my own little thing. And it was, it was an evening. Um, and it was up on, on grand up here on one of the roundabouts and, and I just asked God to show up. I said, if you're, you know, who you are, I know you are, but I, I still want proof. I yeah. still want to see it. Um, and it was as simple as a street light that was out, out of all the street lights, flick on. Mm-hmm. It was, and I know it was God. I don't know why it's like something like that. It's like, yeah, it could be just happens chance. It's like, but the timing and everything yeah. that, uh, that I was sitting there, it's just one street light that was out across the whole street. And I had been praying and praying and praying, and that light just flicked on. I was like, "What? Like, mm-hmm. how does that happen?" And um, there were there were countless other times, but that's one that just I remember thinking, "Okay, like, you are willing to even do that? Like, even when I test, even when I ask, mm-hmm. um, there were some small ways. Like, yeah, I can do that for you, Brandon, which is really really cool." Mm-hmm. Moving on to really just, uh, I would say, honing in my relationship with Jesus. Um, I think I had prayed a long time when I, f- I even first came back that I wanted a hunger for reading scripture. I wanted a, a hunger to um, actually dive in and, and learn more. And it was like pulling teeth in the beginning. I was like, man, this is like, I don't get anything out of it. I know I'm supposed to be doing these different things. Um, and truly, I think it helped the most um, when I started leading Bible studies, mm-hmm. when you have to be teaching and kind of communicating this truth that you believe in so much, um, boy, is it convicting if you walk into them and uh, and you don't <laughs> have things prepared. So having to prepare for some of those, actually being a leader here at Young Adults or College Age was, was uh, revolutionary in, in my walk um, of having to be prepared. I remember actually one one Bible study um, that we started. There was a young or a guys group that we began um, at a at a friend's house, and I had a, everybody do a, a book study. Um, I got to it the first day, and I had everybody read the first chapter, and I wasn't prepared. Um, so we started, kind of did our introductions, and 
I started kind of reading through this section and trying to talk about this section, or actually I had read through it right before I got there. Um, and I started talking through it and I just, there's no one kind of like connecting and I'm looking around and I look down and I had, I'm just in the intro. I'm reading the intro of this book and everybody's like, we don't know what you're talking about, Brandon. (laughs) And I had to stop right there. And I was like, guys, can we just stop and pray? Because I just realized that it has nothing to do with me. And um, I think that was another big moment. I've had a ton of little things uh, and moments where um, God has been shaping me and kind of starting to make me into what his version, <laughs> the better version of yeah. me is. But um, no, the, just just that growth part. That, that's the fun part, I think, right now of the season that I'm in. Ended up meeting my wife, Lexi, here um, Right off the bat, I knew I wasn't interested in in uh, having just a relationship, another relationship. I had done plenty of those, and I didn't want to waste time anymore. Yeah. I knew she was a good gal, but uh, before I asked her to date me, I sat down actually in her living room and just kind of told her. I was like, hey, this is who I am. Um, if it's a deal breaker that this is my past, um, that's okay. But I just wanted to let you know, because if that is a deal breaker, I'd rather just not start than, than start. <laughs> right, right. Turns out honesty actually works pretty wow, good. Wow, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, it, was, it was fun. It was just good. We were, I was able to kind of, kind of wear my heart on my sleeve a little bit. Uh, probably the first time I cried in front of her within two dates. Um, very risky, guys. Don't Not recommend it always. <laughs> but um, it was meant to be and uh, dated for for six seven months before um asking Lexi to marry me I knew that she was the one and um it was a a kind of a quick dating season now that I look back at it um got married and uh the first couple years of marriage just kind of figuring out life together I knew I had to lead well and it's even today still a process of learning um but uh yeah, God, God's given us two beautiful children um, that now being a father, he continues to teach me more and more about the things um, and the way I think he views me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a never-ending, never-ending uh, growth. But I, I, even as I was coming in here today, I, I wrote up uh, a little bit of my testimony. And um, I just keep thinking how young I feel how much how much more there is but at the at the time that it's intimidating it's so encouraging too i just like man there i can still there's more to do and i can i can get better mm-hmm. um only through the grace of god only with his help um uh i'll go back to to one other recent season that within the last 2 years changing careers i had i had um I had switched into into a, a, a career in finance that I never really imagined being in. Um, before that, for like five years, I actually worked with uh, a company called Vivint. Um, never ended up going into construction after getting my degree in construction, uh, but uh, it was a it was a paradigm shift, a huge kind of shift. Um, I actually have dyslexia, so that. I had even asked the guys that were recruiting me into the financial industry, um, has anyone with this kind of, uh, you know, 
I guess, learning disability been able to succeed in this industry? They're like, I don't know, but we believe in you. So I was like, okay. okay." (laughs) Um, There were a number of times as I was going through the process, I was like, guys, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is for me. I did a ton of praying. um, And God asked me to do something that I couldn't handle. Mm -hmm. He said, no, I think I want you to go do this because I know you can't handle it. And that's why I want you to take it on. Um, so I ended up switching careers. Um, very, very difficult. God got me through some of the examinations and the, the licensing that I needed to do. Another one of those, only by God. There's yeah. there's no way that that happened on my own. Um, got me through. But within the first six months, um, I started to experience a ton of stress um, a ton of anxiety, and it led into depression as well. And this is the first time I would say in my th- really 29, 30 years on this planet that I had really experienced much of that in general, mm-hmm. um, or at all, to be honest with you. Um, I, I wasn't sleeping. Uh, I ended up getting an appointment with my doctor just to check in with him. Um, my heart was beating out my chest. Um, he's like, Oh yeah, it's just, you know, new job, like kind of some stresses, you know, maybe, you know, if you want something for it, we can do some, some of these like anxiety medication. And I was like, man, anything would help at this point. Um, I was just not doing well. I, it's probably only the, the third time I cried. My, my wife saw me cry when I when I was talking to her about dating, when I married her, and then I was a ball of tears <laughs> and a bucket um, when uh, when I was changing into the into the career, just the amount of stress. Um, ended up really just just crashing. I think I think even in the last couple, and this was within the last two years, but um, I had just kind of gotten stagnant. I think in my walk. I, I think everything was going well. Everything was kind of good. Um, and I think God was kind of rocking my boat a little bit yeah. to say, hey, you, you still need me. And you know, you one, you wouldn't be here without me. And number two, I got more plans for you. I need you to, to, yeah. to see this. And um, so God allowed me to go through that. Um, long story short, through that, I, I ended up very, I guess, uh, very quickly realizing that some of these things that I would have considered prior to not have bearing, I was I was pretty go happy or uh, go lucky happy guy. Where if someone said, "Oh, I'm depressed" or "I'm I'm anxious," I didn't really understand it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I could have sympathized with it at all. Um, having gone through it and I feeling like I didn't have the tools to process what I was going through. Um, I couldn't believe the, not only the mental, the physical, um, and the emotional toll mm-hmm. it actually took. And I think God allowed me to go through that knowing kind of the next season of leading my family, being in ministry, um, and just, I don't know, having more compassion in general for his people. He's like, you need to see this. I don't think it was his main plan. I don't think he, he necessarily designed that. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give you anxiety. (laughs) I don't, I wouldn't say that's how it worked, but he allowed me to experience that. Um, it got, again, it was a very short season and I, I, 
I, I sympathize with anybody that is ha, has to deal with that on a constant basis because it was crippling. Yeah. Um, I did get on an anxiety med for a little bit, but starting a new job, the med I was on, um, it made my brain foggy. I couldn't learn anything. I couldn't do anything. Not really conducive for yeah, a brand new job. <laughs> a brand new job. Um, but uh, ended up just kind of cutting off. I was like, I can't do that cutting off, which I was warned by my doctor. If you do stop taking this, wean yourself off. Nope. Uh, go, went ahead and just was like, Nope, we're done with those. Um, went into depression, which was the first time I really felt like I experienced depression. Um, there was only one small like stint where I actually thought to myself, the world would be better without me. That was a, a very small season, but I, I remember instantly catching that thought and saying, that's not true. But yeah. I thought it. Yeah. I, I thought that to myself. I was like, no, I, the world would be better. Like, my family would be better, like, without me. And know that that's a lie. I, I was able to recognize that only because of the Holy Spirit and the truth living in me. Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, and emotional, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was scary. Mm-hmm. It was really scary, even having thought that. So, yeah, I um, I instantly grabbed that and uh, said, no, that's not true, um, and figured it out. And, and obviously today I'm looking back, I'm like, of course not. Of course not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes just realizing the battles we face are truly spiritual in nature as well, and calling those things out, some of those voices in our head for what they are, mm-hmm. part of the process of, of, of um, becoming more and more Christ-like, I would say, and him giving me the tools to deal with some of these things. And the biggest one that I'm so thankful for is understanding and compassion. Yeah. Like, I just would not get that. Yeah. Um, God, almost instantly within that next year, put me in someone's life that dealt very heavily with something like that. And I was like, I wouldn't have got this. Yeah. I wouldn't have understood it. I wouldn't have had the compassion yeah. um, or the patience maybe. And that's, I would say that's the cool part of what, um, yeah, what God we have, what, what things that even what the enemy means for evil, he turns for our good. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited. I think even into this next season, just, um, just diving deeper and deeper. I know I'm never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to still have to ask for forgiveness every day. Um, but there's nothing that I had to do. There's nothing that I need to accomplish for me to be perfect in God's sight um, with, with accepting his free gift, um, knowing that, that Jesus did die and paid the penalty for me. It's... Um, I don't know how someone lives in this world without that. Amen. Yeah. A little bit of my story. Thanks, man. (laughs) You got me emotional, too. Uh, Well, I really appreciate you um, being vulnerable with us. I, uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning, I've heard your story multiple times, and and it feels like every time I hear your story, even as, like, your friend, Mm -hmm. I still get, like, these little pieces, and, and getting to see you share your story is always a huge blessing, and, um, Man, young adults would not be what it is without you. Mm, and appreciate uh, that. just excited to see what the next season holds. And I love you and Lex and your kiddos. And let's go. Thanks, bud. Appreciate yeah. it. 
Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.